This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out our website, districtsentinel.com. Another week here in Pistown. And it's Monday. What better way to start a new week than to administer some justice here right off the bat, right off the top of the show? There's been some questions as to the guilt or innocence of certain people over the last few days. So we want to settle all this right now. First off, the guy who stole the microphone from Kamala Harris at, what was that, a move-on event or something? Yeah, it was a move-on event. A guy named Aiden Cook. He's a 24-year-old animal rights activist. Innocent. Innocent. I'm saying innocent on this guy. Of course. He said he wanted to talk about animal mass extinction and uh, factory farming. You know, I I can't say much about factory farming as someone who eats tendies, but uh, I, uh, I, I would like to see all that worked out. But certainly mass extinction of animals as a result of climate change and things like that are a pretty important issue. And as you noted earlier today, Sam, Kamala Harris has a pretty big platform. It's not like he's denying her a platform. Now, environmentalists interrupting politicians is always good. And politicians I, <laughs> getting interrupted in general is usually it's it's pretty good. Yes, it, it's just lamentable seeing the uh, vap- the vapid liberal descent into. Oh, here come here comes a progressive. Here come here comes a white progressive, silencing a, a woman of color, because that is um, it, it, it's very yes, it's problematic <laughs> silencing women of color, and that happens within a power dynamic that does not really apply yeah. in this instance. We're we're talking about. A United States senator in, in Could Kamala walk to Harris. the floor anytime she wants and get on C-SPAN and talk about whatever she wants. Look, I, I get it if you're upset that a politician you like was interrupted. You know, just just I it just it's kind of like nails on nails on the chalkboard to me when I hear. Uh, people tearing their shirt and saying that Kamala Harris getting interrupted is yet another example of the patriarchy or whatever. All right. So this guy's innocent. Uh, Florida rep Matt Getz, he's this far right winger congressman, Tea Party guy. Uh, he was the guy who was threatening the Michael Cohen. Right? Yeah. He was pacing around awkwardly during the Michael Cohen hearing. And also, uh, yeah, he tried to threaten the witness, Michael Cohen, about like Michael Cohen's affairs or something before Michael Cohen testified. Yeah. Anyways, he, he got milkshaked. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, it was apparently from his former political rival, someone named Amanda Kondratiev, who's been charged with misdemeanor battery. Pensacola News Journal reports that Kondratiev has been released on bail and in a Facebook fundraiser for their legal expenses, Kondratiev wrote, quote, not sure how much court 
stuff costs, but I was charged with battery today for allegedly milkshaking Congressman <laughs> Matt Gatz. <laughs> My only criticism of this is wh- why not Dan Crenshaw? <laughs> He's next. Uh, so uh, help support Amanda out there if you can find their Facebook and fundraiser. Um, glad to see that the milkshake, the milkshaking phenomenon has jumped the Atlantic. It's happening here. It's Monday, June 3rd, 2019. Here's the news. The Supreme Court voted five to four to say that supervised release terms apply to someone arrested again, even if they're convicted for the second offense after the expiration of the supervised release period for the first offense. The majority opinion was written by conservative Justice Clarence Thomas. Thomas was joined by three other conservatives and liberal Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hell yeah, slay. (laughs) Neil Gorsuch sided with liberals again, leaving notorious RBG the option of siding with criminal defendants and her fellow liberals, and she did not. Huh. She did not. No. I can't can't remember... Uh, that notorious B.I.G. song called Respect to Police. Oh, wait, that was an Eli Lake song. (laughs) Anyway, Justice Sotomayor wrote the dissenting opinion. She hit out at the majority decision, saying she, quote, cannot agree that a person is imprisoned in connection with a conviction before any conviction has occurred. Now some weed news. A blunt was smoked in the Sentinel newsroom today. <laughs> it had been a long time since we had implemented austerity measures around here that didn't allow for that sort of splurging, blunt smoking. But at some point, fuck it, you just got to roll up a blunt, you got to smoke it, right? In other news, weed austerity measures have been tightened in the wake of this <laughs> afternoon's blunt smoking. In weed news not so localized... Weed news on a federal level, House Democrats unveiled an annual spending bill that includes a major protection for weed producers, growers, sellers. The legislation explicitly prohibits the feds from punishing any banks that work with weed businesses operating in compliance with state law, which is growing. A lot of states are legalizing weed. Illinois, about to be the next. Yeah. Hell yeah, Illinois. It's similar legislation passed out of the House Financial Services Committee in March that has 191 co-sponsors, so it's a popular policy. Given the ongoing federal prohibition against marijuana, businesses and banks, even if they're operating in a state where it's all legal, are still vulnerable to things like the FBI raiding them, that is, without the protections in this bill. Now to get local again, but not as hyper-local, Forbes reports that the spending bill also includes a provision that would pull D.C. out of the limbo of marijuana legality and allow the district to use its funding to legalize and regulate the plant. Right now, you, can't, you cannot legally sell marijuana here in D.C., but you can possess it and you can give it away for free or give it away with a donation. <laughs> Next time uh, you come to D.C., you might be able to buy weed at Union Station or something. Hmm. There'll probably still be assholes about smoking it on the mall. Yeah. The park police. The park police. As long as there's a federal prohibition, there's park police. Well, I got away with it during the Capitals, Washington Capitals victory parade. Hmm. But there was a lot of open liquor (laughs) going on during that 
which is a far more dangerous drug. <laughs> Secretary of Transportation Elaine Chow had been planning a meeting in China with her shipping executive sister. The New York Times reported today that the U.S. Embassy in Beijing received requests to accommodate Angela Chow, CEO of a shipping company called Foremost Group. Officials at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing asked ethics questions about the proposed arrangement in emails to State Department officials. Chow's trip, which had been planned for October 2017, was canceled after the internal inquiry and after the New York Times asked about the requests. The plans also came not long after Chow attended an event in her personal capacity in New York City in August 2017 to celebrate a deal between her sister's foremost, foremost group and a Japanese company called Sumitomo Group. The Times noted that Chow did eventually visit China as transportation secretary in April, but no family members were involved. Chow's most famous family member, of course, is her husband, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. In February, Politico. <laughs> In February, Politico published a story detailing how Chow and McConnell's staff have coordinated on requests to DOT from businesses in Kentucky, which, of course, is McConnell's home state. As one Chow staffer wrote to one McConnell staffer, quote, The secretary has indicated if you have a Kentucky specific issue, that we should flag for her attention to please continue to go through your normal channels, but feel free to contact me. Feel free to contact me directly as well so we can monitor or follow up as necessary. Wow. Finally, the nation is in desperate need for a Medicare for All system. A new poll out of Monmouth University shows why. More than a quarter of adults, 27%, reported avoiding necessary medical procedures in the past two years due to cost concerns. You, know, you always hear about death panels and waiting lines in other countries, which don't exist, by the way, or at least not to the degree that's fear-mongered about. But here, just a quarter of people just not going to the doctor for necessary medical <laughs> conditions. And treatments it's because they straight up can't afford it. It's great how emergency room waiting times, which are normal here, when they happen in other countries, uh, you have lobbyists here claim that it's like this huge death panel thing. But yeah. nope, just just waiting times. We have death panels. And, uh, we and yeah, one out of four people are pretty much being condemned. One in five Americans surveyed said that they had a hard time with their bills, and that they were forced to choose between paying health care expenses and paying their rent or mortgage. Nearly half the country, 45%, said they just generally have trouble paying their health care bills. The liberal response, the Joe Biden response to a single-payer health care system is that, hey, a lot of folks get their health insurance from their employers and they don't want to lose it. Well, that's true, but that's not a good thing. They don't want to lose it because it could cost them their life or the life of members of their family. And because of that, they're forced to settle into jobs they don't like or can't pursue advancement. In fact, according to the survey, one in five adults said that in the last decade, they passed up trying to find a new job or starting their own business because they didn't want to lose their health insurance. It's an issue that obviously disproportionately harms the poor, 
Those making less than $50,000 a year reported the most financial hardships and tough decisions associated with their healthcare costs. This is literally the dumbest healthcare system in the world. We spend more than any other developed country and we get results towards the bottom. We need single payer healthcare. And also, we need candidates not to waffle on this. Good over the weekend when Delaney got booed senselessly for uh, saying that we can't have single payer, can't have Medicare for all. Uh, also, we've got our eye on Elizabeth Warren, who's been waffling on this issue. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren's had some pretty dicey answers. In fact, uh, I, I think I saw Kamala Harris had some pretty decent answers, way better than Warren, on uh, on single payer. Harris appears to have totally internalized and understand the fact that everyone hates their fucking insurance company. No one is going to yeah. bat for their insurance company. No one likes their health plan to the point where they love paying $300 a month for something that you're still going to go bankrupt for if you get really fucking sick. Point is, don't fall for the imposters. Bernie's been at it since the beginning. Bernie, yeah. Bernie. I, I don't get how you could do so much work on bankruptcy as Elizabeth Warren has and so much work on specifically medical bankruptcy as she has and not arrived at this conclusion that we really just need to make health care a right and make health insurance nationalized by the government. Absolutely. That is the newscast for today. But we've got a haiku to read on air. All new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel, get their own haiku written for them and read on the air. They also get access to all the content we put out throughout the week. And uh, they get to participate in the whole garbage can proceedings at the end of the week. So uh, that's patreon.com slash district sentinel, five bucks a month. Keep our little news co-op here in Pistown going strong. Sam, would you like to do the honors? This is for Chase. The queen is with Trump. Sadly, no visit yet from IRA mortars. Knocking on the door here. <laughs> Secret Service. Just kidding, Thank folks. You, Just kidding Chase. to all federal agents out there and authorities. Thank you, Chase. And, and British authorities. Thank you to all our subscribers on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash district sentinel. All right. The listener rant line is blinking. Before we go, let's check it out. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. It's Slater. Um, I wanted to just respond to a question that was posed on the, the Friday garbage can episode of District Sentinel. Um, the question was, does Dave Rubin has a, does he have a funny voice like Jordan Peterson? And uh, I'd never really thought about it. Um, and this is, this is really in my purview as, uh, the owner of the awful pundit tournament. And, you know, the, the runner and, you know, all the stuff I do with that, I have to um, know about this kind of stuff. And, yes, I, I actually think that Dave Rubin's speech pattern is it, – it seems like he's, you know, really a Jordan Peterson Jr. He's, he's like – he's got that syntax down. Um, I, I'd say it's pretty funny. It's not as funny as the, the full-blown Kermit voice, but sometimes it gets up there. Um, so that's my response to that. Um, peace out. 
Thank you to Slater Thank for you. Uh, informing us on that because I, I really don't think I had ever heard Dave Rubin's voice. And now I don't have to hear it. I already know what it sounds like according to that description. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. Really looking forward to the uh, awful pundit tournament proceedings kicking off. I'm sure they're kicking off pretty soon. <laughs> they're going to be year-round <laughs> before it's all over. Just turn it into a 24-hour channel. Yes. When, when ESPN first came out and they said, oh, you couldn't possibly have a 24-hour channel devoted to sports. You couldn't possibly have a 24-hour channel like devoted to uh, awful punditry. And yeah. You could easily, <laughs> you could easily do it. That is the show. Thank you to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Consider subscribing on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel to get the full complement of newscasts Monday through Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for subscribers. We're here in DC so that you don't have to be.